We are cruising right along here. Welcome to Chapter 9 of our podcast. Today, we figured we'd tell you a little bit more about ourselves, the French connection between us that happened almost 34 years ago in Montreal. That's right. It's the how we met story. This is not going to go well for me, is it? No. No. We also compare France to Canada with things as silly as toilet paper. Stick around. So now we're November of 2020. Yeah, if we if we were to go chronologically, that's where we sort of left you. Last week was a remember last week's episode was no negativity allowed, and, and we sort of uh, took a little tangential path away from all of the negativity that uh, was, well has transpired since we arrived. Yeah, exactly, so, and there was a lot. So yeah, it was nice to take a, a little break. It was great, but now we're back to telling our story, <laughs> and back in November. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we were expecting our second uh, container shipment coming from Canada to our place here. It contained um, your farm vehicles, some workshop tools. Mm-hmm. It, it was more of a, you know, a mechanical kind of delivery. It also included my little favorite red sports car. Right. So it was full of smart things and stupid things. Which we, we learned. Right. Through no, no, nobody's pointing any fingers. No, no, um, no fingers being pointed. But um, we did promise that we'd talk about that. Um, but Jeff, I'm, I'm really just not ready. It was such a traumatic experience having to deal with everything that we dealt with um, to try to keep this car. Um, I, I, I just need some more time. <laughs> I need some more time. Is that what your therapist is, is recommending? Uh, yeah, it's for it's for my mental health. I just can't go down that path at this particular point. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, you also require a lot of documentation for this because if you're listening right now, you just will not, will not believe what this little car went and Julie went through to try and keep the car, which obviously you now know we weren't able to do. Yeah, I, w- I want to give an accurate kind of chronological explanation of all the documentation, all the people that I had to talk to, all the departments, all the, everything that had to take place in order to attempt unsuccessfully to keep the car. Yeah, so we'll we'll pick the, the chronology of our escapade over here in France. We'll pick that up again next week. We have lots to get to this week, though. Um, before we do, a quick update on... Our cart Vitel application, and just so you know, that's the health card. Yep, so, little bright light. Yes and no. Oh. Yes and no. Um, so we began the application process in May. No, it wasn't May. May of twenty twenty one. Really, I thought it was like June or July. No, I think it's. I think we started it in May. Okay, so here's what we just found out. We. The, the people who were hunting this down for us, we hired a company to do this. Uh, we just got a letter from them saying, okay, uh, we just heard back from CPAM. That is the uh, level of government that deals with... Yeah, the administrative body that takes care of handing out the carte vitale. And apparently other things, because she said in her note, okay, they're just about finalized on your social security number, and then we can apply for the carte vitel. But yeah, what? You know what? It's it's a good thing that we're actually pretty healthy people, because we haven't you know needed to use our private insurance or go to a hospital. <laughs> but. 
come on. <laughs> so I sent back a note. Uh, could you clarify that? Because we thought the whole seven or eight, nine months that we've been waiting for the card, we thought we thought it was for the actual card. Oh, no. Sorry for the confusion, mm-hmm. Mr. Jeff. Um, we actually are waiting for them to process your social security number. And then at that point, they will need a picture ID, a passport, a bit of business, and... Blood. And 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 you have to fill out... In this case, they will do all this work. You have to fill out the form for the card fatel after all that. And then they'll mail you the cards in a couple of weeks. So, it, yes... To your point earlier, yes, it, it is a bit of bright light because hopefully this upcoming week we will be able to get th- that form sent off because we were told they're going to be contacting us. And then within two to three weeks, maybe we'll have the little card in our hand and we will report it to you the second it happens. It, it could happen. I mean, the, the good thing is that there's there's actually been a little bit of movement and that's really no, no, all that's that true. we were looking for because yeah. for such a long time it was this, a standstill. Like, yeah. You know, having to send more documentation and not hearing back. Because that's a big thing. There's a lot of not getting any, any answers back in, you know, in what we're going through. Or getting answers back from 15 different people. Right. In, du- in duplication. But we're going to cover that in, in just a second. Um, that is our current update. Uh, we've given you the chronology update and we'll pick that up are we are you going to be ready like with documents and and everything for next week to do the car one yeah i i think i think so yeah i think so have you got uh, like some prozac or or any medication uh, that you may want to take for that or it would be nice okay so uh maybe we'll do that in the afternoon with some uh <laughs> giggle juice you want to do that all right so we just thought it was we've been here now what uh a year and four months ish and so we've been able to experience quite a bit of what France has to offer. We have. And, of course, we have our reference from living 400 years in Canada. So what we thought, we would just take some items mm-hmm. and just compare, see who ticks the box. Right. And and, and this is this is quite fair and, and it's quite... Uh, balanced. Balanced. And, and it's these are common things and France wins on some, Canada wins on some. Let's begin. Let's start with wine. And on wine, I would say it's it's almost a, a, a preferential thing. Um, but you can't deny that this country here in France has anything you could possibly want in the form of wine. And just the finest wines in the world. It's just whether or not your tastes go towards something that's Higher in tannins, higher in acidity, typically. So a, a little more of a well-balanced wine compared to some of the jammier, fruitier wines that you get from California. But I don't – listen, I get it. I love those California wines and some of the Canadian wines. I love them, and I love that satiny kind of finish. You're not going to find that here. But wouldn't you say that since we've been here, our palate has changed? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, it would be very difficult to go back to some of the the New World wines and enjoy them in the same way that we did when we were back in Canada. I would sense that if I had a a California Merlot right now, it would taste jammy compared to the the ones I'm having here. 
right? And and a friend of ours recommended a wine uh, to you. I can't remember what kind of blend it was. Oh no, it was, it was a Cab Shiraz or Cab Syrah, same thing. So Cabernet Sauvignon and Syrah. Right, and it was two euros and sixty eight centimes. Two, so basically three bucks Canadian. Three, th- yeah, a little four, bit more. Four bucks Canadian. And you enjoyed it. Great table wine. Like just, you know what, for four bucks, mm-hmm. uh, it's unheard of. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't stand up to the, you know, say $20, 20-euro bottles of wine, but it wasn't, I'll tell you what, it wasn't 15 bucks worse, right. if you know what I mean. It wasn't baby duck. No, <laughs> at all, <laughs> at all. What do you get? What have, what have you got? Uh, you know, uh, let's talk about the trains and travel. Yeah, you know, the systems here are so organized. Yes. It's easy to get from one place to another by train. They've got the fast trains. Uh, your family's coming to visit us in a month. Yeah. And they're taking a train from Paris down to where we are, and they're going to get here in three hours. They're going to get here in three hours, and it is an eight and a half hour drive. Just try and put that into perspective. So, you know, from where we are, you could actually do a day trip to Paris if you wanted to go there for a day. I mean, it's kind of it'd be a rush day, but you could you could go for lunch in Paris, way down here, and we're way down by Bordeaux, and Bordeaux's even actually closer by train. It's like two and a half hours. Right. Well, I think public transportation, on the whole, uh, in the country, mm-hmm. uh, in this country, is um, is more progressive. And they've done it at, at a, a, from what I've I've read, they've done it at a, a very uh, contained cost. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the projects in North America. Um, oh, the California situation. Mm-hmm. It's, Nightmare. It, yeah, crazy. So France wins on on transportation and trains. Well, just in just the speed of them, mm-hmm. like just the speed of that fast train, and and I think it goes. Doesn't it go right down to Barcelona? Like, can't you take trains? I, I... Every yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that's great. Architecture is is my next. Uh, pick here and and again i think a bit of a personal preference but i don't know too many people who go oh that building from the 13th century is awful i mean i just don't know too many people who who think that way and or 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 to take it one step further that lovely 40-story glass building at young and bloor is so much nicer than a cathedral in france i just don't know anybody who (laughs) who thinks that way so i'm gonna put architecture obviously in the box of france well you know the materials to build now i mean canada's a more it's a younger country so to build with brick and stone and it's too expensive so that's why they've opted for you know the cheaper material um, the other point that kind of liaises with your architecture point is the thought of planning a public space here. Mm-hmm. In, in Europe in general, there are piazzas and plazas and places for families, friends to gather outside. They've thought about the social gathering. And, you know, I don't really, I don't really get that in, in most of, of the Canadian provinces. I know having been in Toronto for a long, long time, there's, there's really, there are parks, but in there's parks. no really, not the same kind of public place to gather. No, uh, you know, and that that's something we we've, we've noticed not only in France but in in Italy and Spain as well. I mean, one of our favorite things to do. I remember that first trip. I was was that oh three. We went to to Spain in the Madrid area, and oh man, every little Segovia and uh, all Salamanca, the, oh, Salamanca, all the, all those little towns, and they all 
have a beautiful square, each corner with a coffee, wine bar, fountain in the middle, kids playing soccer. It's just, it's way more family oriented. Yeah. So I think in, in that category, it's again a little bit in the France-Europe column. Okay. You're up next. Although you see, you just made a joke. I said the Europe. Oh, well, I see. You went yeah. Europe next. Yeah, well, that's... That's funny. That's... Uh, that's what they're waiting for. Okay. That kind of, that kind of comedy right there. <laughs> and still, you're up next. Butter is better here. Butter's way better here. I don't I don't know why. The, the milk is really good as well. So it's weird. You know that, that the, the, the byproducts from the cow, mm-hmm. really, really good. But the actual, you know, meat is not um, to your liking. And then this one is just, this one, there's no doubt. There's no doubt bread mm. it's the best yeah. bread in the world here yeah. in France it is un freaking believable and honestly it's my heroin i can't stay away from it i need to cuz i need to drop a few and it is just nuts yeah it's really delicious and i i really enjoy the whole baguette culture you know you go to the little mm-hmm. the little it, it, every town has a boulangerie or or, or more or, or, at least at least one and you know the, the citizens are standing in line waiting to go into the you know at seven o'clock in the morning to go go get their fresh bread nobody there's oh. no such thing as day-old bread no here. nobody has day-old bread because what's the point there's the there's the fresh stuff right there every day just right around the corner yeah it's it's delicious now I'm not a hunter but I have no problem with with hunting because I eat meat and I think it, it, it that's you know what I have ultimate respect for my vegan friends because one of the reasons they are vegan is because they do not eat meat and they can make a comment on hunters if they want mm-hmm. they can I can't and so I I don't have a problem with it but I, I listen I I have some friends who hunt you would not enjoy hunting in France it is the weirdest thing we've ever seen so Julie, help me out here. Every once in a while, there will... What's the sign about chase? What, what is the chasse or what? Chasse de sanglier. Uh, so they'll put up signs to let you know that there's a hunt, a hunt in progress. It's not just two guys like in Canada. Hey, uh, hey, Leo, let's go hunting today. So they up they go to Sudbury and they go in the bush and they go on a deer stand and make a day of it. No, 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 no. Here it's a deal. It's like teams of people all dressed in orange and they just stand by the road with their shotguns. It's just the strangest thing I've ever seen. Sometimes dogs are involved and horns and bells and there some people are moving, some people are flushing things out and others are just standing like sentries on the side of the road. It's kind of eerie and spooky. Well, yesterday they were hunting right around our property. Right. And I I was taking Blue for a walk and it's a good thing that I went early because had I gone a little bit later, I would have come back during their hunt. Oh boy! And it, yeah, and I, I had to walk by some hunters and I just with guns and I just felt really uncomfortable. And and aren't didn't you say you read articles that every year people die here? Uh, about, every year, uh, about a hundred, about a hundred people get shot. There was a lady doing her gardening a few years mm-hmm. ago and she got blammed. Yes, some guy was driving on an auto route and got hit. Yeah, it's it, it's just a little, and there 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 is a concerned group of citizens. Mm-hmm. 
They're petitioning tr- the government to yes. try and end hunting on weekends. Yes. So there's an election coming up, a presidential election coming up in April here in France. And some of the candidates um, have have um, taken this on as a point that it's it's very dangerous for people who are walking in the woods or walking in, in a rural property um, when a hunt is going on on the weekends. So they're trying to limit that. Um, let's move on to your next choice. Cheese, please. Cheese. <laughs> cheese, the varieties, the the kinds of cheese that you can you can purchase. It's just mind blowing, and it's so delicious. D- different regulations altogether. Altogether. So you know, when you go to a, ch- a cheese shop, it, it, it's 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 actually confusing because there's just way too many choices. But you know, end of the day, uh, I, I'm I'm loving the cheese here. I still I still like cheddar. Your baby cheese. I'm so embarrassed when I go up to the counter and ask for baby cheese. And then they go, do you want yellow baby cheese or do you want orange baby cheese? And I say, orange, s'il vous plaît. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, I want to get on the Canada bandwagon for this next one, okay? Because the beef here, I've tried. Oh, my God. If you like beef, and I mean if you love beef, do not move to France. It is wretched compared to Canadian and American beef. You know, the black Angus, the stuff from Alberta, come on. I mean, this beef here, I don't know what they're doing, but it's tough and chewy no matter what. We've tried everything. I've stomped on it with golf shoes. I mean, it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just won't tenderize. First of all, for some reason, they believe in raising the beef with zero marbling. So everything is lean, lean, lean. And as a result, it's tough. You can't put it on a grill. I've had a hell of a time trying to... F- now, as a result, I'm not eating as much beef, which, which is, is not, a, n- not, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I mean, thing. I haven't eaten red meat since I was 14 years old. So that's 100 years ago. Yeah. And I have to say, just looking at the the beef... Yeah. That you that you bring home, I know. Compared to what I remember in Canada, it, it just doesn't look normal. My thing was to go get a nice marbly ribeye, or uh, my second, you know, my second shot would have been a nice New York, but I prefer the rib ribeyes. I think they're more tender, and you know, you got that marbling in there, a little fat, and you put it on that barbecue, and it's just lights out here. Oh. Good Lord! I know. Yeah, I, 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 I see it. Canada, it makes you, you win on beef. Yeah, it makes you even more cranky. <laughs> Anywho, washer dryers. I, I, the washers are so tiny compared to what I knew in North America. Yeah. Um. And and here they they sell them based on its weight capacity. So our machine is, uh, I think, eleven. Eight? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it, that's its capacity, um, and it, it, it's just not the same kind of system. I, it, well, the, and it's a condenser dryer. Like it, uh, instead of in Canada, there's an air, uh, there's a an outlet for the hot air to go outside. That's not the case here. Well, what you, it does you can't is through stone walls, that, and that's probably the reason. Right. I mean, they do make them. You mm-hmm. can get them, but now you have to go and drill a four-inch hole through. 10 feet worth of cement. So they take the water out and you've got a tray in your dryer that you have to empty after every load. Uh, I think many French people don't have dryers at all. I think they hang their clothes. You're right. Our last chapter, we were talking about the supermarket washing machines. There's, There's no dryer. No, there's no dryer. That's true. 
That's true. So, and they do, but they do make washer dryer combination. We've yet to try ours, but we will. Yeah, we've we've got one for our little guest place. We will try it, and it's a it's one machine that does both. But again, in the in terms of the dryer, there is hot air and everything. Things do eventually come out, and the times. Oh yeah, two hours, two, two hours to do a, a load of of uh, of laundry. Yeah, two and a half hours to dry it. To dry, right? It's just it's it, it's mm. it's kind of uh, crazy. Okay, let's go to toilet paper because this is another win for Canada. What is wrong with the toilet paper here? <laughs> Some of the toilet paper I buy here looks like it's already been used. <laughs> it's terrible. It's 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 thinner. It's rougher. Yeah. It's if if you're a Charmin guy like I was, or if I had to, Cottonelle. But I mean, <laughs> like I'm a like this is a big one for me. I likes my toilet paper, and I've yet to find a brand here that comes close to a, a, a Charmin or a Cottonelle. Now I was doing some thinking about that. Yeah. Here is my theory. I think that people. Don't use toilet paper here. Oh, don't stop it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen. I think they use a bidet. No, that I... Uh, I Europe is very fond of their bidets. I think... Yeah, but you don't... What? You still use to- don't you still use toilet paper if you use a bidet? No. Oh, God. No, it, it's a fountain. It's a little... It's a fountain for your bum. Right. And it, it shoots a jet of water up and cleans your bits. Yeah, but you have to dry all that off. You got to use toilet paper at some. You, you got what? Or do they use towels? Well, maybe I, I don't know. Jeez. But it, it, here's the thing: if you're using toilet paper, you're using a lot less because the work's already been done. So, so I I think that's why they don't care so much. Oh, Does that make sense? I don't know. We didn't when we did our renovation. There were no bidets in our house when we started, and there are no bidets in it now. So, that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Oh, on toilet paper? Okay. Well, it, it's, <laughs> you'll see. It, there's a connection there. It's, okay. Okay. So, here it goes. Pété. Oh, boy. Plus haut que son cul. Oh, I have no... You're going to have to say that again. I have no idea what this phrase is. Pété. Plus haut que son cul. Okay, so, I mean, all I'm getting is more water. No. Plus haut. Mm, what could that be also? Plus. Pas plus bas, mais plus haut. Oh, higher. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. you got me. I, I really, uh, you know, I'm getting embarrassed because I am taking the French and I'm not getting anything. I, my comprehension is just horrible. So here it goes. Okay. Petit is to fart. Plus haut is higher. <laughs> que son cul is your asshole. Julie! <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe you want to edit that out. Your mom listens. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll warn her. So it's... It's another episode you can't listen to, Mom. It's, it's, Sorry. It's to fart higher than your... Your bum. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It's that you are fat-headed. You uh, take yourself too seriously. Can you kind of use that in a sentence? Um, Vladimir Putin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pet plus haut que son cul. Okay, so that's 
That's our French uh, phrase of the day. That's that's quite a beauty. See how I tied that in because it's a bodily function, and we were talking about toilet paper. So yeah, maybe you can tie it out now. <laughs> Uh, let's get back to a few of these quickly. We'll run down. Uh, okay, weather. What, what are you? What are your thoughts on weather compared, comparing Canada to the U. Uh, to uh, France? Uh, well, we don't have the huge cold winter storms. Hey, how about that? My buddy Mike back in Rockwood. He uh, he sent me a, a, a video of the blizzard the other day. Yeah. Oh, I don't miss that. It's more temperate. Uh, you know, um, for example, uh, our rose bushes have buds on them. And, and it's, it's February. February, yeah. So I would say that's uh, you know um, in in the the France category for the mm-hmm. you know a shorter winter, a uh, less intense winter. Yeah. Um, so you know uh, there are plenty of good days. And and that's interesting ab- about the shorter, uh, longer winter because you know I gotta say that's where the the rubber meets the road for me. Six months of winter. I mean, really, it is. No matter where you are in Canada, you're getting a version of winter for six months. It's starting in November and it's not ending till April and sometimes May when the bugs come out. So, <laughs> so one of the things about so the last two years that I've been here, I'm cutting grass in February and right. I will be doing that uh, next week. So you know, it's it's a big difference. This is when spring begins mm-hmm. and into March. Uh, it's just it's fantastic. Um, one thing that I, I'd like to warn people about if they're if they're big um, cream in your coffee type of people, oh, yeah. you don't find cr- coffee cream here. No. It's 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 not a thing. No, like ten percent or half no. and half that kind of thing. Like you know, and I had to wean myself. I mean, I, I, now it's whole milk that I put in my in my coffee. I don't know why you didn't just wean yourself and go noir. No, no, no. That's that's heinous. That's just not good. That's real coffee, right? That's that's how real people drink coffee. That's real. Well, that's the real thing. We'll agree to what disagree. You're, mm. you're drinking like a milkshake there. Coffee mm. milkshake is what you drink. It's delicious. Uh. Um, but I miss my cream. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I can't find is cottage cheese for some reason. Oh, there's a shame. Well, I, I really like cottage cheese in the morning, and now I just I, I had to replace it with, you know, other stuff like bread. <laughs> <laughs> bread and butter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's funny. Okay, here's one that uh, France wins hands down, and there's no competition and they have uh, they they are world leaders in 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 this area, okay. Right. And there's no one <laughs> no one going to take the title away. And it's red tape administration, uh, any sort of regulation. They've taken the ball and run with it. I mean, if you like red tape, and who doesn't? Mm. This country just mops up. And duplication of red tape. Not only do you get the first ribbon, but you get the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth <laughs> ribbons of red tape as well. So there's no one challenging France on that. This is a home run, folks. If you like red tape, move to France. There you go. Well done. Well done. So there you go. That's a, our, our little list of things uh, from France and Canada, you know, ticking the boxes 
and I think we've been here long enough that we can, you know, with a pretty educated, especially things like the toilet paper, okay? That's just, uh, and, and beef. You just, you, you take a look and you go, oh, you're the winner and you lose. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty even. I think it was pretty yeah, even. Yeah, no, it was even. It was even. Because the bread is another example from the French mm-hmm. side where, you know, any, anybody in the world would take a bite of the bread and go, oh, okay, <laughs> you win. Um, but now we got to get to this other thing. Oh, gee, I'm almost out of time. I, I just, I, do we have the time to... Uh, to, to talk do, about how we met? How we met, yeah. Yeah, we do. Okay, so maybe you yeah. you can go ahead and just quickly explain how you got to Montreal. Well, yeah, now that's the thing. Canada is a very vast country, as we all know. It's, it's huge, and I'm a prairie guy. I was born out in Saskatoon and Saskatchewan and spent a ton of my... Uh, first part of my radio career out there, uh, you know, l- born in Saskatoon, started working there, worked also in Lloydminster, Alberta, Moose Jaw, Regina, Calgary, Edmonton. I was all out that way. And then Winnipeg. And I was in Winnipeg, and uh, I one day I was walking out of my building into my elevator, and I look up, and I go, guy waiting at the elevator, are you Brian Hayward of the Winnipeg Jets? And he goes, yeah. And I go, wow, I, I just live around the corner here in the, in the in the apartment on the other side. So we lived on the same floor of this high rise, became really good friends. Mm. And I was always a big Montreal Canadiens fan. And, uh, and he was originally from Georgetown, so he was obviously a Leaf fan. <laughs> I don't know why. But, uh, we still remained friends. <laughs> we still remained friends. And, uh, you know, he used to uh, love playing the Habs and beating the Habs. And I had season tickets to watch the Jets. And one day I get this, this voice message. It goes, Jeff, it's hazy. I just got traded to the frickin' Montreal Canadiens. So, <laughs> which has always been just, just fantastic for me. And he ended up having a great career in Montreal. But when he got to Montreal, he said... He would, he would call me back and he'd say, you got to get out here, man. I, I can't deal with this English radio. I love what you guys were doing in, in Winnipeg. you got to get out here. So I sent a tape uh, out to Montreal. I got the job. And that's what put me in Montreal. And now I can start. So you're doing morning radio. Yeah. I'm working in marketing. And one of my responsibilities was to go to the radio stations and try to talk about the company I was working for. So this was I, I winter, I, January, I think, at some point. And I um, got let into the radio station and you were there running around and we had developed a campaign where I had to wear a smock and oh, I brought, geez. I know, I know, it, I mean, it, whatever, it, uh, to wear a smock and I brought in a big plastic needle and my can, job. Can I, can I just. What, it, no, you can't. So my job what was. What do you mean I can't? To, you can't. Shh, let me finish and then you can. So my job was to inject you uh, to prevent you from getting sick. And you were oh. so standoffish. And rude. Rude. Yeah. And and, and and you stuck out your arm and you've got those bendy elbows. And so I injected you and then and then I, I left. And I felt like that was the least pleasant experience of all my radio tours. So fast forward another uh, six months and, and we have another campaign and I'm Oh another my, beauty, huh? Another yep, coming back. And so I, I, I get led into the radio station and this time you're not in the booth. Mm-hmm. But your partner 
is. And so he was so nice. And I sat down in your chair. Howard. And Howard was being, you know, flirty and, and, and nice. And and all of a sudden, you walk back in and you tell me to get out of your chair. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Get you out said, of my get chair. get out of my chair. I did not say. Yes, you did. And so I left. And again, I'm going, oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Like, and uh, but Howard was really sweet. So I got the, the people who uh, uh, enabled me to get into the building. Yes. I asked them to hand um, you guys my business card. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he did the next day. Yes, he did. And I thought 100 percent Howard was going to call me. And instead, Mr. Happy called me. <laughs> To ask me out to, oh, do you remember the film? Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Yeah. Right. Because we were doing a movie. Oh, can I talk or? Wait. No. No. So I I accepted the invitation because yeah. it was a free movie and I thought <laughs> I thought that I might run into Howard. So <laughs> that's how we met. Okay. So many things wrong with that story. Uh, so jaded and one sided and. Uh, I'm pretty right. Uh, okay, maybe oh, you, you are right that, I, first of all, this guy from Blitz Advertising who used to access all the radio stations, I don't know how the hell he got in the, all, the building all the time. I don't know how. I've never been in any other city where people would just, you look up and there's a bunch of people on the other side of the glass while you're trying to do your morning show. You're trying to, you know, you've got your whole day planned. You, you know, you're not ready for somebody to just walk in and take over your show and there's you in a smock with this big stupid needle. And oh, by the way, wait. Oh no. I remember what the disease was. <laughs> I remember what the disease was that Julie was inoculating me from. It was called typhus. And you know what typhus stands for? <laughs> Hope you're not driving. Time insufficiencies putting humans under stress. Can you believe that that was an actual marketing campaign for a fitness chain? Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I did put my arm out and you were sitting in my chair the next time. And I did ask you nicely that to leave, mm-hmm. uh, my chair cause yep. I'm trying to do my morning show. Yep. But does it not mean anything to you that I still have the card? That is very sweet. I still have the card 34 years <laughs> later. And the card said, you guys, you guys uh-huh. are the best in the morning. Uh-huh. Julie. Uh-huh. There you so go. So there you, there you go. Okay. Well, that's very sweet that you still have the card. It, it doesn't take away from the fact that you were a bit of a jerk. Um, <laughs> Trying it, to do my job. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And by the way, how much did your place pay for that free advertising or whatever you got? How much? Oh, yeah. Zero. Anywho. Um, and, you know, we, we've been together all this time and it's just been uh, <laughs> unicorns and rainbows. That's what I like to say. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, thanks for the, and the, the the story it has more details to it because it was happening at a very strange time. Maybe we'll get into that another time on the show. In the meantime, we got to get out of here. Coming up next time, Julie will hopefully uh, muster up enough courage well, we'll and see. and documents yep. <laughs> to make the case to never ever ever in your life bring a car from North America to France. Jamais. Uh huh. Join us for that and more on Chapter 10 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. A plus tard.